Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2019 is brought to you by our Indiegogo producers, Richard Kreutz-Landry, Robert Anderson, The Drinking and Screaming Podcast, The Ostium Network, Damian Sidlow, Max Kasparek, Aaron Keon, Kyle Decker, Rocky Lee, Ryan Bolter, and Neon Green Tiger. A very special thank you to all of our Indiegogo supporters and to the IPM organizational team. And now, on to the episode. I guess let's get started. Um, yeah. Uh, so why don't we get started <laughs> with you telling me a little bit about yourself? Uh, where did you grow up? How did you get into podcasting? I want to know what you've done. Yeah, for sure. So I originally got into podcasting just from like, obviously listening to a lot of audio drama. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to tell a story, but I've never had the attention span to like actually write something down so like yeah so like right yeah like write it out with all like the descriptions and stuff and I've tried mm-hmm. a lot in the past but that's always kind of um it's always kind of blocked me because I just ended up having lots of ideas and then try to write them down and being like no and so I discovered audio drama via welcome to night Vale, like mm-hmm. everyone else mm-hmm. obviously yeah <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else and I ended up following a lot of blogs and obviously because the audio drama community is a lot like very tight knit mm-hmm. that kind of led to me finding a lot of the bigger audio dramas like Wolf for 59, uh, the Magnus Archives, those ones that are like the most well-known ones and then finding the smaller community and then I just decided yeah I should make a podcast <laughs> uh, having never done it before. Hell yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, no one knows what they're doing at all. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's what I do. Uh, no, that's awesome. Um, I love that. Uh, Welcome to Night Vale is also how I got started in the podcasting community. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to see that, that people are, are, are bonding over that. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like everyone in this community, either it's Welcome to Night Vale or War Through 59, mm-hmm. or um, Limetown, uh, or, something uh, like that. Taz is actually one I yeah. hear a lot about. Yeah. Yeah, that is true, because it's kind of a mix of, like, the McElroys, which are more, like, non-fiction side of podcasting, and then kind of, like, gateway into, like, fiction storytelling a little bit. All right. Um, so we are here to talk about LBGTQ plus representation in podcasting, um, why is this an important topic to you? So for me, as a non-binary, gender non-conforming lesbian, um, it's really, really important for me to like have stories I can see mm-hmm. myself in. And I wasn't really seeing that that much outside of a drama because we're very lucky we have a lot of representation. But outside of that, I'd never really seen anything that had representation that I felt was true and also didn't fall into like a lot of stereotypes mm-hmm. or like I feel like a lot of LGBTQ representation is often tragic or uh, falls into a lot of tropes that can be good sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> but you know it's yeah it's a lot of the same mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so I wanted to create something that could be uh, where LGBTQ people get to be heroes <laughs> and not always be the either comic relief or mm-hmm. side story or 
old or dying like a queer end. coded villain that like isn't explicitly oh, yeah. queer yeah 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 exactly and so i was like i'm gonna make a queer coded villain because gay villains are awesome but everyone else is gonna be gay <laughs> so it's fine if 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 like, everyone's that's... queer then no one's a queer stereotype <laughs> exactly it's all good like that's yeah and it's really important to me and also I really wanted to tell a story in this industry specific, specifically because there's so many LGBTQ people mm-hmm. in this industry and just otherwise marginalized people that flock to it because obviously, like, we kind of huddle around in a mass. Like, we all kind of attract <laughs> each other. So I was like, yeah, I, I, know, I know this industry will have the space for mm-hmm. this kind of story. And, yeah, no, it's really important to me to just tell a story. Like, there are characters that don't share my identity right. as well. But... Yeah, it's just really important for me to tell a story that actually represents how people are mm-hmm. in real life and isn't just straight cis men doing... <laughs> doing everything they've already always done. Exactly. Well, perfect. Um, so, uh, in regards to uh, representation, how is the podcast immuni- community mm-hmm. doing doing good at this? And um, what could we be doing to, to do better? I would say we're doing very, very, very good on representation for uh, women loving women. So bisexual mm-hmm. women, lesbians, anything in between. Um, and I would say I do see a lot of romance, which is great. Mm-hmm. I love love me a good romantic yeah. story. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Because again, so many of the creators are LGBTQ or queer. Uh, so obviously they want to see themselves. But I would say we could definitely be doing better uh, in regards to trans people mm-hmm. and characters, because I feel like, and I've had this conversation with a lot of trans people in the community that, you know, there are some, especially trans women, like there are some characters, but there's just, there's just only a handful. And by virtue of there only be a, being in a handful, uh, it's often the same actors mm-hmm. that end up playing them, which is, you know, great, more work <laughs> for them, but we could definitely be creating more roles for trans people. And, Especially a thing for me that bothers me as a non-binary slash trans person is a lot of uh, people who don't seem to be doing it on purpose think they're doing a good thing, but still harmful, uh, seem to always have their non-binary characters being demons or creatures. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know we've talked about this before, so that's why I wanted to bring this up. And it's, it's, yeah, it's grating. And I get it. I mean, I love, I often joke that I'm a demon. I I myself uh, have no mortal body that can be photographed. No, Um, absolutely not. But also, give us people to play. Exactly. And I feel like if, the thing is, is that it almost never comes from a a non-binary person. Because if it was a non-binary person, you would you know there'd be more than one non-binary character because they would be like, oh yeah, I can't do that because that would be a bit, right. you know, that would be a bit sus. So that's a thing I think that is definitely a problem that I see a lot in this community, which is, well, not weird. I mean, it's a thing yeah. that happens, but it's wild because it's such a specific tiny thing, but it seems to be a huge, huge thing in a jail drama. So, yeah, that is the thing that I think very specifically we could be doing a lot better on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so in terms of us improving, uh, what do you want mm-hmm. uh, every new podcast creator to know in terms of LBGTQ rep? I want them to know that if they're a 
that not part of the community. I want them to um, hire a sensitivity <laughs> reader, first of all. Even if you're not going to have that much money to pay them, even if you're going to pay them, I don't know, $15, just a symbolic, yeah. you know, Like, hey, fee. thanks for doing this. Uh, exactly. It doesn't have to be... That's the thing, is that when people here hire a sensitivity reader, I think they often think it's hundreds right. of dollars. But it doesn't have to be. It can just be 20 which is just a symbolic, you know gesture to be like I appreciate your help um so that's yeah to me that's the thing I would say it's great like if you're not part of the community obviously yes you can write mm-hmm. about identities that aren't your own but you need to have people look it over before you put it into the world and compensate exactly. them for your time and not just be like hey can you look over this for me for free <laughs> it's like no because these people are doing you a service by educating you and also educate mm-hmm. yourself read stuff online do do the bare minimum of research and then also take that one step further exactly because you have to realize that there will be lgbtq people who listen to it and so if you make a mistake in your presentation even if it's not a huge thing even if it's just a tiny thing like the thing i was saying about and non-binary characters um that will be something that lgbtq people will have had to deal with over Mm. and over and over and over so it might not be huge for you, but for us, it's going to be like, ugh, again? <laughs> like, you have to be sensitive mm-hmm. about those things. And that's really a thing I think I want... I mean, I said non-LGBTQ people, but even LGBTQ creators. So if you're cis, right. for example, you are going to write a trans character, you need to consult with right. a trans person to make sure it's all good. Yeah, totally. Because there are like some nuances that you may not know about the 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 identity or or things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely good to have someone double check your work who's familiar mm-hmm. with the concept. Yeah, I mean, when so when I cat we cast for our villain mm-hmm. character in the twelve thirty seven, we uh, at first I did not write her as a trans woman. She was just I was like so. Both women and anyone who basically isn't a cis man can can right. audition for this character. And then I will adapt it. And then so I ended up casting Lucille Valentine. Oh, she's, she's, she's fantastic. She's amazing. I love her. Exactly. She's great. I ended up casting her and she's very good. And so I said, by virtue of casting you, this character is, not, is now mm-hmm. also a trans woman like you. But I'm not like, yes, I am trans, but I'm not a trans woman. So... I don't, you know, there are tropes that are associated with trans women sometimes that can be harmful that I'm not aware of. So I ended up getting her to do sensitivity Mm. reading for me, which helped a lot because like you said, there are nuances that I personally don't know. And I would never want to like be, just have a blind spot to those nuances and accidentally create something harmful. Hell yeah, I totally get that. Um, do you have any shows that you would recommend to who do a a great job at LBGTQ rep? Uh, yes, absolutely. I'd recommend Love and Luck is the mm-hmm. first one I think of, um, by Erin Kian and Lee Davis Talborn. It's just absolutely fantastic. Also because I think it takes the optic of telling a a queer story, an LGBTQ story that's, uh, like I said, where queer people are the heroes. And that being gay is actually a superpower in, in a way mm-hmm. in that world. So I would definitely recommend Love and Luck. Uh, I would also recommend... Oh, God, there are so many shows. <laughs> I've forgotten every single show that exists. Uh, I would also recommend Greater Boston is really great. 
has a lot like it's not focused mm-hmm. on LGBTQ characters, but it does have a handful of it does have good representation and they've done a great job with it. Also, we were talking about it earlier, um when before we started <laughs> recording, so it's gonna come back. But the Magnus Archives is really, really mm. great for that. Uh because they are very thoughtful about how they do things and you can really tell that they've done mm-hmm. the work behind it. And uh, yeah, it'll be sometimes, and what I really appreciate it with that is that sometimes there'll be characters that won't come back that you'll only hear about once, but it's just nice to hear, oh, this one character was a mm-hmm. trans person because it's that yeah. easy, like to just like be it's it's we don't have to have representation that is specifically romantic. We can just be mm-hmm. in stories. Exactly. Oh, another one I would definitely recommend is Moonbase Theta. Oh, Out, I just started listening to that is, one. Oh, it's, oh, it's so really good. Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's really great. I was just thinking about it. Uh, yeah, mm. all of those are just really great. But yeah, no, like you said, we can just be there, and it doesn't have to be focused on romance. Like it doesn't have to be. And this is a, a, a gay teen romance, which it yeah, could, that's great. I Hell love yeah. me that. But I also sometimes I just want. I don't want the only genre to be romance. I want mm-hmm. superheroes. I want sci-fi. I want adventure, and also just completely weird <laughs> sci-fi shit uh, that's super over the top. Like, so yeah, I I think like you said, it's it's really important for us to exist mm-hmm. as people and not just like uh, the whole love is love thing. Where that's yeah great, <laughs> but that's not all that we do. Like if I'm single or if I don't date, if I just am someone who never dates anyone, that doesn't mean that I'm not like right. a queer person. I totally get that. That uh, actually is all of the questions I had for you. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, so I guess is there anything that you want to to wrap? Anything you wanna you put wanna put out there? Any projects you're working on? Any causes you're a part yes. of? Yes. So I produce, write, and act in the twelve thirty seven, which is a sci fi show about time travel, um, lesbians. <laughs> murder i don't know there's a lot of a lot happens it's great um we just finished our first season wrapped a couple months ago and now i'm writing season two which should be coming out uh winter Mm -hmm. this winter or fall so hopefully that will happen soon i'm also good luck i yeah thank you i'm it's 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 an experience it's difficult um i also just in general just write about a lot of mm-hmm. stuff so people can follow me on twitter if they want uh it will be linked in the oh, description yes. i'm sure uh for me yelling about gay people all day uh, but yeah i would say just uh if you're i would just say if you're not lgbtq and you're listening to this uh just be mindful. Don't have only one gay character or just LGBTQ character because then, you know, that's just yeah. boring. And also, and also not realistic because we all huddle we together. We flock together. Exactly. And if you are LGBTQ, you're fantastic. Be gay, do crimes. Uh, it's great. All right, perfect. Um, I believe we can go ahead and end our recordings there. The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is Morning Dew by Liquid and used under a Creative Commons license. The link is in the show notes. You can support International Podcast Month 
via Coffee or PayPal, and by retweeting, sharing, and talking about the event using the IPM 2019 hashtag. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and information on the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners.